Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
God is good, children of God. Yes, God is good, and we thank him today for being so good and for being such a very present help in a time of trouble and being our shield and our buckler and our very present help in time of trouble. So many good things that God is to us, through us, and for us. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are working on our most recent topic entitled God Knows Why You Are Here. God knows why you and I are here. It's not a mistake. It's not by happenstance. Um, God has a plan. Now, whether we know the plan or not doesn't take away from God's plan. It behooves us to find out what God's plan is. That's our responsibility. God's thing was to get the plan together. We have to seek and ask and knock that we might uh, get to know what God's plan is. We looked at capital A in our outline. Uh, convinced of what? Uh, We want to keep in mind that what we are convinced of, in other words, what we believe, right or wrong, good or bad, you and I are held responsible for what we are convinced of, what we have chosen to believe. This pen is not writing. See if you can get that going. Um, We looked at Acts chapter 26, verse 9. Look at Romans chapter 14, verse 5, capital B in our outline. You are looking for Jesus because everybody's looking for Jesus for one reason or another. But understand that if you are looking for Jesus for the wrong reason, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. John chapter 6, verse 26. John chapter 11, verse 50, I believe it was. And here we are still in the book of John with capital C in our outline, Judas. 
Now, remember our major topic. God knows why you're here, Judas. Judas. You have to understand that the spirit of Judas is still alive and still well just because Judas hung himself after he had realized the terrible thing that he had done to the Lord. The spirit that prompted him, that urged him, that functioned him to do what he did, didn't get hung. The spirit functioned Judas to do what he did and then told him to kill himself. That spirit jumped out of Judas and went to inhabit another body. Judas died. The spirit is still running around. So understand that the spirit of Judas is still around even though Judas is gone. The spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of Ahab, the spirit of Elijah, the spirit, the spirit, every spirit you read about that was unctioning individuals in the ancient days in the scripture, that, that spirit is still alive. That's why you see people still doing some of the same stuff that people did thousands of years ago. Why? Because the same spirit that, that told him to do it 2,000 years ago, telling me and you. You say, Apostle, what in the world are you talking about? Now, what's this about spirits? Well, understand that there was a spirit involved in telling Jesus to teach every day at the temple course. There was a spirit. There was a spirit that told him to do that. It was called the Holy Spirit. There was a spirit involved in telling Jesus' early apostles to preach and teach every day in the temple course. There was a spirit. It was called the Holy Spirit. There's a spirit today that has God's men and women servants preaching and teaching his word on a daily basis. It's the spirit of the same Holy Spirit. Same Holy Spirit that it was a spirit involved that, that unction Ananias and Sapphira to try to lie to the Holy Ghost. You got people lying to the Holy Ghost every day. Or trying to lie to the Holy Ghost. Why? The same spirit is still around. So so God wants you and I to be cognizant, aware of the spirits that are in operation. Spirit of Judas. Looking at John chapter 6, verse 70. Bible says, then Jesus replied, have I not chosen you the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. Verse 71, he meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who, though one of the twelve, was later to betray him. Capital C. Lord knows why you're here, Judas. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today for another day. Thank you, Father, for the rains that you have sent down from heavenly realms, that they may water the earth and bring life, just as you are raining down your word from heaven into our lives, into our hearts and our minds, our spirits, our souls, that your word may bring what? Life. We thank you this evening, Father, for healing, deliverance, Thank you, Father, for though we as righteous men and women may fall, you have promised that we will rise again. We thank you, Father, that weeping does not uh, last but for a night. And joy comes in the morning. Father, thank you for so many, many wonderful things that you 
have done, are doing, and are going to do. Father, we ask that you speak to us this evening. We want to hear words from you. You told us in your word that if we lack wisdom, we should ask God, and that you give liberally without finding fault. But that when we ask, we must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, tossed and blown by the wind. That man should not think he would receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in everything he does. Father, we don't want to be double-minded men and women. We believe that you are going to speak a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, a word of comfort, a word of healing, a word of deliverance. We believe that you are going to speak a word this evening that is going to bless your people in the four corners of the earth. Whenever they hear these words, wherever they hear these words, whatever they may be experiencing, Father, speak that your people may be edified, that your name may be glorified, that your kingdom may be exalted. We touching and agreeing in the spirit, asking in the name of your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, trusting that you are going to do these things for us in his most precious name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. As you look at John chapter 6, verses 60 on down to verse 70, you see a very interesting and important part of Jesus's ministry. And this will be a very interesting and important part of your ministry and my ministry, child of God. You say, Apostle, how can you say such? What, what is it? I thought a lot of Jesus's disciples deserted him. And you are exactly right, my brother or my sister. You say, Apostle, how is that an interesting thing? How is that a necessary thing? Well, you need to understand that in sanctification process, some people, some places, and some things have just got to go. Just as God is sanctifying us individually, come on somebody, he is sanctifying us collectively. Just as we can worship God individually, we can worship God collectively. In the sanctification process, I'm hearing God speak now that it is time for judgment to begin with the house of God. And if the righteous are scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly or the sinners? God said, Robert, not everyone who cries, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into my kingdom. God said, Robert, not everyone who starts out with me will finish out with me. So understand that just as not everyone who starts out with me will finish out with me, not everyone who starts out with you will finish up with you. Everybody that is in your life is in your life for one of three reasons, child of God, either for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime. Everybody that is in your life, as you look around at the faces around you, family, friends, loved ones, enemies, whatever they may be, they are in your life for one of three reasons. They are in your life for a reason. Some people are just in your life just for a reason. God is just using them for a particular reason. Well, once that reason is up, oftentimes they are gone or you are gone. And 
that's all right. There are some people that are in your life for a season. There's a time that you are going through some things and you need specific help or they need specific help from you. There's a season, and then there are some people that are in your life for a lifetime. Judas was in the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for a particular reason, a particular season. He was in the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ specifically, as terrible as it was, what he did, that was the purpose in which he was in the life of Jesus. Remember, Judas was an apostle. He was a disciple. He was one who was sent. He was a learned one. He cast out demons, too. He was one of the 12. He healed the sick, too. He did all sorts of things, but let me show you what he didn't do was hold out. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? It doesn't matter how great God is using you now. The question is, will you hold out? One of the saints said, you must be faithful until death. You must complete the race. You must make it to the finish line. You say, Apostle, uh, somebody, I was watching one of the local sports shows, and they were talking about uh, Lolo Jones, the famous track uh, runner. And she had said something about some other athlete, and, you know, one of the commentators made a statement, you know, in regard, it was jesting, but it was, you know, it was kind of a painful jest, I'm sure, but he talked about how you know, what Lolo Jones would do is would run well, but then she would trip over the last hurdle, and he was making a jest in regards to what had happened to her in, in some Olympic uh, meetings. You say, Apostle, what's the importance there? Well, she ran beautifully, led the pack, but got to the last hurdle and tripped up. May you and I not trip up at the last hurdles. May you and I not trip up after serving God, after living for God, after speaking for God and teaching for God, may we not get tripped up. You know, the race, we must finish the race. And one who finishes the race is at a little different place than one who is still running the race. When you have finished the race, that race is in the past. Those saints that are in heaven in the presence of God right now, in the presence of the angels, they have completed their course. They have finished grandma and grandpa and them or whoever our ancestors were that were fortunate enough to make it into heaven. They made that are now in the presence of God. They finished their race. But you and I, we are still running this race. Let us be very, very careful how we run this race. Judas was there. Now, watch this now, because you had, you know, you had, and what God is showing me, God said, Robert, you used to have more than one cut in basketball. I used to have more than one cut. What a cut is, you may have 140, 150 guys come out for the basketball team. You might say, all right, the first cut, we're going to cut down to um, 40. Second cut, we're going to cut down to 20. Third cut, we're going to cut down to our team. First, second, third cut. As you look at, John chapter 6 is verses 60 through 70, you'll see that Judas made the first two cuts. Because in John chapter 6, verse 60, 
Jesus started talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. The Bible says in on verse 60, on hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is hard teaching. Who can accept it? Jesus was aware that his disciples were grumbling about this and different things. Jesus went on to talk to them a little bit. But the Bible says in John 6 and 66, from this time, many of Jesus' disciples turned and no longer followed him. Judas made that cut. You say, boss, what's driving that? If you're going out for my team just because you made the first cut, that didn't mean you made the team. Just because you made the second cut, that didn't mean you made the team. Just because you made the third cut, that didn't mean you'd finish out the season. So understand that in this Christian walk, in this Christian race, there are going to be various cuts. You might have married the first cut. You might have made the second cut. But did you make the third cut? Are you, are you, are you, are you going to finish the season? Judas made the first cut. He didn't, he didn't abandon Christ when many of the other disciples abandoned Christ. He didn't turn and, 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 and go away when many of Jesus' disciples turned and no longer followed him. Jesus then, you know, Jesus did an interesting thing now when many of his disciples left. Beautiful thing what Jesus did. Oh, I didn't understand it when I was a young Christian, but the old I'm getting, and especially dealing with this generation that God has set me right here in the middle of, I'm understanding it much. It's, it's becoming crystal clear. Jesus didn't even worry so much about or ask a whole lot of questions and try to do nothing to bring those back that had took off and gone away. Jesus in essence was like, let them go ahead. Let them go right ahead on. Because, see, you're grown out there on the sound of my voice. You make choice to follow God or you make choice to go to hell. That's your business. My, that's, not, that's not ultimately my, my job in the description. My job is to share with you the words of the true and living God and let you make the choice. It's not, it's not, it's not a Hardy's job to make you eat their hamburgers. It's their job to make sure they make one of the best hamburgers out there. Now you make the choice. If you want to go to McDonald's and be eating that stuff or you want to go other places and eat that stuff, then that's your business. But Hardy's, they, it's like some years ago because Hardy's used to be way down the line when it came down to burgers. They were like an afterthought. Then all of a sudden, Hardy's just upped their game. They went and they brought in that Angus beef, man, and started going with that quality and all that kind of stuff. Now, when you think of Hardy's, you mess around and start talking. If you get, we get to talking about Hardy's too much around here, I'll crank up a vehicle. Because Hardy's has a, they, they, they make a very, very good burger to me. I'm just using this as, as an example. Well, now, you know, you still got millions of people eating at McDonald's. You still got millions of people doing all, all kind of things. Uh, eating at other restaurants and different things. Well, Hardy said, what we're going to do is we're going to just try to shoot for being the best. We might not be the biggest. We might not be the most popular. We might not be the one everybody talking about and everybody running to, but we're going to try to be the best. So it is with ministry. Ministry, your church ain't got to be the biggest pastor. Where did that come from? Where is that in Scripture that you've got to have the most people? Jesus watched most of his disciples leave him. And he still had the best ministry in town. Uh-oh, goodness, Christmas, we almost done with this message here. God said, Robert, I watched a whole lot of my disciples turn and no longer follow me. Didn't want another, no more parts of that. Didn't want to be in that no more. Uh-uh, no, no, this too much. Can't take it. Don't want it. And Jesus still had the best ministry in town. You say, Apostle, what you trying to get us to understand? It ain't got nothing to do with how big your ministry is. Got to do with how quality what's the quality of it what's the soundness of it would you rather live in a big raggedy house or a small sound house 
Would you rather drive a great big old uh, 50-passenger bus that won't even make it down the street or somebody give you a compact car that will run from here uh, across the country? It's the adversary that has jumped into many of our hearts and minds and got us thinking. Because, see, remember, we live in a democratic society. So you've got to understand that the spirit of democracy is, in, is influencing us. It's in the church. You've got churches. Some of y'all out there on the side of my voice. Voting pastors in, voting pastors out, all kind of foolishness such as that. Why? Because that spirit, it's a spirit of democracy that has crept into the church. Let me explain something to you, children of God. Democracy has no business and no place in the church. No business and no purpose. God is not a Democrat. God is not asking for your vote. I think the uh, Republican debate is going to be coming on soon. Tonight. And I want to see it. I I want to watch it. You know, because I especially want to see what uh, Donald Trump has got to say. But, you know, a lot of times in these debates, individuals get up there and they tell you what they want, think you want to hear. They done tested all kind of questions on. They done tested all kind of answers on all kind of groups and found out what most people want to hear. So they jump up there and tell you a lot of times, tell you a whole bunch of what you want to hear and then get in the office and do about what they want to do. But, but you know, they tell you a lot of times they're trying to tell you what they think you want to hear. Well, see, God don't operate like that. God said, I don't have to, Robert. God said, because I don't need your vote. I don't need your support. I don't need your vote. I don't need you. God said, I'm still God, and besides me, there are none of So God said, with that kind of freedom, I can tell you whatever I want to tell you. Because God said, I don't need you. See, a lot of these characters get ready to come on TV. They know they need your vote. They know they can't make it without your vote. So they get up there, and they're going to tell you whatever they think, many of them that you want to hear in order to get your vote. Jesus said, look, I ain't doing that. Jesus said, look, all these many disciples that leave me, I don't need them nowhere. You're not doing God a favor by being saved. You're not doing God a favor by doing the word. You're not doing God a favor. You're doing yourself a favor. You better keep that in mind. With or without you or me, God is still God. God sent sent all of us to hell right now and wouldn't even bat an eyelash. Still be God. Well, you know. So we're doing ourselves a favor, getting hooked up and, and, and running with God. These disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Jesus didn't say, hey, hey, y'all come back. Look, I'm sorry. I didn't say that just right. I meant to say, no, uh, no, uh, uh-uh, it ain't like that. I, hey, ba- baby, please, baby, please. They say, I don't even like begging men. Make me sick. She wants to go get the stepping. You was living before you met her, and you'll live after she's gone, begging women, please, baby, please, let that joker go. A lot of songs, especially African-American songs, baby, please, please. What is wrong with you, man? What is what is what is come on, son? Jesus, listen, children of God out there. Jesus didn't roll like that. See, if you're looking for you're looking for a a savior that's gonna beg and plead with you to do anything, you got the wrong one, baby. You got the wrong one. See, some of you are you got them kind of pastors, and you got you know what I 
I'm saying? But look, that ain't how Jesus rolled. That ain't how I'm planning to roll. You want to go, get to stepping. You want to stay, get to staying. Because just because you left, God ain't left. Jesus said, look, all y'all left? Just because all y'all left, that don't mean God is left. Just because Elvis leave the building, that don't mean God has left the building. Jesus looked at the, the, the ones, the few, the little hand few that was left and said, uh, you don't want to leave too, do you? I'll tell you, Jesus was something else. Jesus is something else. He will always be something else. Jesus asked 12. Now watch this now because Simon Peter gets to, gets to speak in a little premature. Simon answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? And that, that, that right there is a statement I pray every one of you under the sound of my voice will get. See, Simon said, look, you know, where exactly are we going to go? And you have the words of eternal life. If you're the only one that got something, don't you know that for a long time, Bell, that was what the name of the phone company was. You remember when, when Bell, if you had a phone, you had to deal with Ma what? Bell. Government come in and say, we got to break that up. That's a monopoly. Bell could do anything they want to. They charge you anything they want to. They, man, they do anything they want. Why? Because they want to know where else you could go. You want a phone service. You got to deal with Ma Bell. Government came in and said, we can't, we got to break that up. We got to break that up. That's what the government will do. Like if you get too powerful, too popular, don't be surprised if government come in and start putting stuff on Walmart. Don't be surprised. Walmart come in, they start reading things. They say about 54% of, of mom and pop businesses or sole proprietorships, when Walmart come in, go out of business. Don't be surprised. Go Walmart come in, man. They <laughs> whole lot of folks. You can't you can't compete with Walmart. They buying seven million loaves of bread. You buying seventy in your little store. They able to they able to sell their stuff at you know a dollar less than you, and still make millions of dollars. You can't stand out of business. Out of business. Well. Jesus got a monopoly on the words of life, the words of eternal life, and ain't nothing you or I can do about it. Government can't break up Jesus. Folk coming can't break up Jesus. Folk going can't break up Jesus. No, folk staying, folk leaving, folk believing, folk doubting, you can't break up the truth and the reality that Jesus is the only one that got the words of eternal life. Now, you take off and run from Jesus, talking about I'm going to go get me some words of eternal life from somewhere else. The devil, the devil is a lie. You just got yourself deceived real good. Peter said, look, ain't no <laughs> Peter said, look, you got the monopoly on this thing, Lord. To whom shall we go? Where exactly? Go where? That's my question to the Lord. Go, go. Is that it? Go where, Lord? Where else I'm gonna get some words to eternal life? Where else I'm gonna get my soul saved? Where else I'm gonna get some where else who else gonna be an advocate for me before the Father? Who else gonna tell God, Don, don't send that one to hell? Who else? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know. That you are the Holy One of God. Jesus, hold up a minute. Hold up. Hold up. All that would have been all right if you kept I in front of it. But when you put we on it, Jesus, look, you speaking for some folk whose hearts ain't saying the same thing. <laughs> so you got to be careful when you try to want to be the voice of a generation. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't always, you can't always speak for me. You know, I was watching, you know, that, that Malaysian flight that mysteriously went down. They found some parts of it on some island off somewhere. And uh, the families of, you know, the surviving family family members were upset because they felt like the governments weren't telling them what had really happened with uh, the flight. They wanted to know. And they stormed into the to the airline headquarters, wanted to know, wow, you know, is, where's the flight? 
Where's our loved ones? We we don't no loved ones. And one lady came up. She was real emotional, real passionate. And I felt, you know, I felt the emotion because if you know my people got missing, I'd be emotional and passionate too. And she was like, "You all think you're gonna give us the settlement money and we're gonna go away?" She said, "We don't want the settlement money." I said, "If I said, I said now, if I was in the crowd." <laughs> I say if I was in there, if I was in that crew, I'd have to say, hold on, baby, you just, you just don't speak for me on that right there. I'm with you on the passion. We want to know where our loved ones is, but how much did you say that check was? Come on, we don't, we don't want this. You think you're gonna give us the settlement money and we are gonna just go away? We don't want the settlement money. I was sitting there saying to myself, if I was in the crowd, I'd have to tap on the shoulder and say, hold up, baby, <laughs> hold up, just hold up now. Let's, let's don't, don't. She can't talk for me now. Nobody, I have not elected you as my spokesman. Uh-huh. Let's, 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 you know, give me my settlement money and then let us finish up to discuss where my, where my loved ones are. But give me my settlement money. Don't, don't, you don't go on. I mean, she was passionate. I was with her. I was like, go ahead on, sister. That's right. You deserve some answers. You need some answers. And she put a fucking And we don't want your settlement money. I said, hold, wait up, hold up. Hold it. Now, I'm going just a little too far with that one. Jesus said, look, hold up, Peter. You done gone a little far. Jesus said, have I not chosen you the 12? All this we talk, and Jesus said, I chose y'all. Yet one of you is a devil. Jesus said, look, I know why you're here, Judas. He said it in such a smooth way, you know. He said it without even giving away to all the rest of the disciples that he already knew what Judas was up to. You say, Apostle, what you're talking about? God already know what you and I is up to. God already know every one of you out there under the sound of my voice that's going to be saved. God already know every one of you out there under the sound of my voice that will not be saved. God already know individuals that's going to get in the church and betray the church, betray the ministry, betray the pre- God, oh, God said, I already know. That doesn't surprise me. God said, I already you know. Judas's are a shock to us, not God. We about done. The Bible says he meant Judas. When I shared with you all a few nights ago, every statement has a target group. Everything time something is said. Now, somebody started talking about you know, somebody come in here and say, look, uh, I ain't going to give out no names, but uh, you with blue and white striped shirts on, if you don't get, well, I, I know immediately that <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't said my name, but you're talking about me. And see, this is why you got to understand, children of God, anytime the word of God convicts you in something, convicts you. That don't mean he convicted everybody in that. That means that that's something God is saying for you to change, for you to fix. You know, you're running out of church because every time you go in there, the pastor's talking about fornication. So you run to another church. Stop fornicating and see how that, see how that make your chest feel tight. See how one of the saints says, see, don't you be sitting in there just as nice and cool, air conditioning blowing on you, fan blowing right back. <laughs> but it'd be something else, but it won't be fornication. You know, you know you're getting drunk, and every time you, every time sermon, every sermon, the preacher talking about drunkenness, drunkenness, and you know you just got drunk on Friday and Saturday night, just made it in the church. Uh, he, our pastor, always talking about me. Stop getting drunk and see how, see if that right there is convicting you. You out there, you know you're selfish. 
you know you don't want to contribute to the ministry. Every time pastors start talking about giving, you boy, you tighten up just like a prune juice, can of prune juice. Well, start being, start being uh, uh, generous. Start doing what you're supposed to do and see if the word convicts you. The word only convicts sin, which it is supposed to. The word don't convict righteousness. The word only convicts sin. The word is only trying to convert sinners. The word ain't trying to convict or convert you when you're doing what's right. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you tonight, Father, because you know why we're here. You know what our purpose is. You know what our design is. We appreciate you so much, Father, for everything you shared with us. We thank you, Father, for the revelation as to in advance as to who Judas is are, their purpose, and their function. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you continue to be lights to our path and lamps to our feet, that we may see and understand uh, your glorious truth. Pray, Father, that you watch over us as we part and as we uh, travel. Uh, We pray that, you know, the saints that are uh, also traveling, we pray, Father, that you continue to watch over them and Bring us safely to the destination that you have in store for us, that your good, pleasing, and perfect will may be done. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Um, Question one. Explain how you can make some cuts with Jesus, but then still miss the mark. Explain how you can make some cuts with Jesus, but still miss the mark. Number two, why do you suppose Jesus did not run after those disciples that left? Why do you suppose Jesus did not run after those disciples who left. And number three, why did Jesus have to correct Peter's we talk? Why did Jesus have to correct Peter's we talk? Thanks, you can reach us through email at thechristensonchurch at gmail.com. Check our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.